Welcome to Arrow of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm fine. Good. Hello from Plague Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Queen has COVID and that's a good thing actually. Who knows? Who knows anymore? <laughs> it's, I mean <laughs> it would be it would be ironic, I think, definitely in like the week that we're getting rid of COVID restrictions completely, the Queen gets COVID and dies like that. <laughs> <That'd be> a <laughs> brilliant luck for the Prime Minister, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, there are things I say on this podcast, but I think calling for the death of a monarchy probably isn't the kind of thing that we should be saying, but <laughs> Um, I did. I didn't call for the death of the monarchy. I did say, oh, it wouldn't be a particularly good luck, would it? The week that we're getting rid of COVID restrictions, the Queen gets COVID and dies. We all know you'd think that would be hilarious, Joe, and that's that makes you a bad person. <laughs> I don't know. Plead the it was just a bunch of, you know, the 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 Queen got COVID. I've as it seems bad for a ninety-five-year-old, um, and then all of the newspapers and everything said uh, this is good actually because it'll prove that all these workshy people who are scared of getting a cold will go back to work with covid right? as if that's a good thing to infect everyone because yep. free testing is ending and you don't even have to isolate if you have covid so <laughs> go to work and get everyone ill that sounds good um but, you know other than that i'm fine good good i'm feeling okay I don't think I have COVID, and how would I check, you know? How would I possibly know? <laughs> no idea at this point. <laughs> it, would, it would be impossible to know if I have an infectious disease that kills people. Uh, if you are vulnerable, or, you know, would potentially get very ill from COVID, just stay inside forever while we all go out and do whatever we want, because that's what you deserve. <sighs> just another normal day on normal island, then. <laughs> yeah, extremely normal way to, to behave. <laughs> And an extremely normal way to treat disabled people is just to lock them in their houses or let them die. Um, but what do we expect? But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I personally am doing well, which is a privilege, I guess. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, the same. I'm I'm fine. Fine as, as, as always, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Very quiet week, not much to report. Um Still no, still no sign of a house. That's <laughs> my my update. Is I have no updates, uh, and I'm all good. Sweet, you can go back to eating avocados and drinking iced coffee. Hell yeah, drain on society. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Because we all know that homeowners are the real, the real supporters of the economy and society, right? Yeah, sure. That's how that works. <laughs> it's not, it's not as idiots working in retail paying tax. Uh, yeah. How, how's your, go carry on, carry on. I was going to say, well, how's your, how's your week in magic been? Has it been eventful at all? Yeah, not particularly. Uh, I got a package from Hararia. <laughs> oh, nice. That's what I want to do. Uh, I have depths in mostly Japanese. Uh, and that's nice. Kamigawa released, finally. In actual paper, yeah. Um, we can't get hold of many boxes because <laughs> for every yeah. every set recently, people have uh, you know not really bought boxes. Seal product sales have been pretty low, so we thought, oh, okay, for this set, we'll have a, a smaller allocation, and, and we pre-sold everything, and then you know on on release day, we didn't have any boxes to sell people because <laughs> they'd all sold because apparently people are ravenous for this set, which is, which makes yeah. sense. Like we love the set. It's everyone loves it. It looks yeah. so cool. 
big big fan it's great the cards are great the flavor's great the art's great the, the showcase frames as much as we, as we hate the abundance of showcase frames are great everyone loves the set everyone wants to open the set everyone wants to open a Besaju but even if they don't open a Besaju they open a cool card that looks great um, so we, we didn't have any boxes to sell people on release because we'd pre-sold them all which is nice but a bit disappointing and we've had to scramble to get a draft box for draft this week because <laughs> um, we didn't have enough But which is which is a nice place to be honestly like it's a bit stressful yeah. to try and get a box and whatever but people really want to draft the set people really want to open the set um, yeah I've played a couple of drafts of, it, of the the draft format now and it's really good really interesting like definitely one of the strangest drafts i've played from like a standard set for for a long time but it's it's super cool super interesting it's being described as an all-timer and i don't quite know about that but yeah i mean i mean in terms of in terms of 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 like post-fire design sets then yeah i i would say so definitely but in terms of all time i I don't know. I don't know. Definitely one of the most interesting drafts. One of the best. I, I'm unsure, but definitely interesting. I think, I mean, as we're going to cover today, uh, a draft is one of the places where Wizards continue to hit home runs, I think. Yeah, oh, even like, down here. Even the mediocre sets that people get a bit bored of after 10 or so drafts are still great. Like, yeah. it's still very much their thing, and I'm very pleased about that. Sure, we have like problems with bombs, and like Mythics being <laughs> obnoxious. Um, particularly in the case of stuff like Crimson Vow, but the, the the draft commons and uncommons and the set in its in themselves just just seem excellent, and they they continue to do a good job. Yeah, definitely. Like I really really enjoyed Limited for for Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt. Um, you know, they they weren't the most exciting, interesting draft formats, but they were good. They were consistently good, um, which is a lot better than some formats have been in the past for sure. Uh, I I. I don't know. I just like a good safe draft format sometimes. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, just I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel it feels sad that draft isn't or seal even isn't really a thing. What's he seem to like outwardly care about? Like advertise, like publicize, like run tournaments for, or anything like that. It, yeah, it just seems yeah. to be they're quietly doing a very good job of designing these sets with limited in mind, and it doesn't really get enough praise. Yeah, unfortunately, but we're seeing people wanting to draft. We had. Just, I don't want to say record numbers for pre-release, but record numbers in terms of the last two years for pre-release. Um, so they're doing something right, and it, that saying that is going to take the sting out of all the bad things I say about Wizards of the Coast in this episode. So <laughs> there's that. Have that one for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair. I do think like every draft. Set, I think I don't know. It's hard to think of like exceptions. Like the only exception I can think of is like specifically the first Fortnite on Arena when the mill deck was just awful because the bots didn't know how to draft it properly yet. Uh, and then uh, Zenith Flare being an uncommon in Aquaria for some reason was stupid. Yeah, that, was, stupid. that was a peculiar choice, I feel. Yeah, it Aquaria was, was weird. It, yeah, it was also not the worst thing about, or the most broken thing about Aquaria, so we, we, we can let that one slide, I guess. Yeah, a single mana, a single generic mana to cycle with your cycling archetype and your four mana fireball is probably not great but yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I think they've consistently done a good job and Kamigawa seems to not be a deviation from that so yeah maybe I'll just become a limited player now yeah limited's fun it's, re- it's really because good it's really going to take something to ruin limited because you know you've got you know eternal formats they keep adding stupid cards to it commander as we're going to get to continues to rotate <laughs> and new things are broken and stupid and the format isn't what I want to play um, 
Yeah, but this is, this is it's, it's always it was going to be good. Yeah, this is why I like cubes so much. It's why cubes my favorite format because you can you can you know design the environment yourself. Like Wizards of the Coast can print whatever cards they want, and you can look at all the cards and go, "Hey, that looks cool. I'm going to put that in my game environment. That one looks cool. I'm going to put that that in my game environment." That one seems too powerful or doesn't fit what I've got going on. That's fine. We can leave that to one side. Yeah, it's why I love it. Cube is, is just the best eternal format, in my opinion. It is the purest form of magic. I love it. And as soon as Wizards of the Coast start doing NFTs, that's what I'll be building. Some of my cards will build a cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cube's yeah. great. Cube is very I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess yeah, speaking of Cube, I did play a bit of uh, Vintage Cube over the weekend. Vintage Cube is back but Magic Online, and it's, it's had some, some big changes. Big, big changes. Yeah, been, the changes are great. They're yeah, very a couple of a couple of sacred cows have been slain in, in Vintage Cube. Uh, Roofing Cloudscape is gone. Um, I assume it'll be back yeah. at some point, but... Yeah, that... I think the, th- the thing with Roofing Cloudscape is it's just, it's very much a boomer card. In that people who've historically played with that card and played it in the cube know it's very very good, but it doesn't look fun or flashy. And I yeah. think that's kind of what they want for the cube, especially like you know every new standard set they put all the new cards in, and then the next update they take them all out. <laughs> um, but yeah, Riffin Classic doesn't look like a fun exciting card, and I think it's probably underdrafted. Um, and it's sad that it's gone, but it's probably fine. <laughs> and some of the replacements for the taken out cards are very very powerful and very very fun. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I did. So the first draft that I did, I did draft the. Uh, I drafted a sweet lands deck. My lands deck was really good. I uh, had had all the bits. I had Field of the Dead, obviously. I also had Dark Depths and Despian Stage, and I had Crop Rotation too. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> I had Hell all yeah. sorts of things That's... going on. These are these are changes made to Cube for me personally. Yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I want to do. Uh, it was it was one of the most fun times I've had playing Vintage Cube as of recently. Uh, but I I did go zero three because it turns out the deck just just isn't that good like it doesn't stand up like Marat Large is, is obviously fantastic but even when you like make it on like turn 4 turn 3 turn 4 there are just so many other things in the cube that deal with it that people are playing in the decks anyway like mm-hmm. it's just not even that good uh, I lost uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> lost to opponent just playing like a good blue white control deck like I played Marat Lar- they had a Teferi Time Raveler on board they plus Teferi Time Raveler At the end of their turn I made a Marat Large and then they flashed in a council's judgment like, all right <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> great oh uh, yeah the problem the problem the next game there yeah, is trying on. to play a format with teferi time rather in it yeah, yeah I that mean, was your biggest mistake <laughs> the the next game i lost to uh ravages of war so that was uh <laughs> that was fun oh hell yeah that's good that's the kind yeah. of you want to play for sure love it it was awful absolutely awful opponent had um so opponent was playing mono green but then it splashed white in games two and three. Um, Correct. For yeah, I for land that. destruction, they had a they had a five mana Nissa on board. Tapped all the lands for just a shit ton of mana. Yeah. <laughs> cast yeah. Ravages of War, then cast the rest of their hand, and I was like, all right, cool, I've got nothing. <laughs> yes, that is that's. It correct. was sick. I mean, I think it was really I think, cool. Like the best place for Ravages of War and Armageddon are the the mono green decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just ramp out like crazy because you don't have to hit a big bomb. You can just <laughs> cast an arm again, and your opponent can't play anymore. Yeah, mono green decks or just just the mud decks, like it's sick, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was incredibly, incredibly unsuccessful in <laughs> in in that draft format, but it was a load of fun. Uh, I loved it. Really loved that lands is is an archetype, and it's not like it's not busted. 
making you know making a flying indestructible 2020 is is super cool but it's not the best thing you can do in the format and that's sweet yeah still to the dead i imagine it's probably the best thing you can do yeah. in the format. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's yeah it's, it's still just like storm if you can get the perfect storm deck together and go off and turn two but you know high well, yeah, risk high you... reward if you draft the perfect storm deck, your win percent is probably seventy percent, but the chances of getting that deck are so low that yeah, probably like five percent here. Yeah, that massively drags down the win percentage mm. of a storm deck. Yeah, vintage cube is back. It's great, and you should play it if you have never played it before. That is my sure. my point here. Yeah. Cube, cube is excellent. Yeah, one day I will retire and just keep. Yeah, I say as if I'm some kind of noteworthy magic player who even plays fucking magic. <laughs> yeah, cube is fantastic. But you know what isn't fantastic? Uh-huh. Commander. Great segue. I'm going to say it. It's Commander. Well, see, I set you up for the segue on purpose. I'm, I'm sad with how it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I hadn't. But no, you are right. Commander sucks. And I'm going to tell you all about that in my correct opinion. Right. Because I'm right and everyone else is wrong. I, I think for the, for the longest time, I... I just couldn't get into Commander for, I guess, for an abundance of reasons. And then we, we built that deck together on here and had quite a bit of fun. Played with some, some cool playgroups online. It was fun to have that, that interaction during the pandemic and, and all that. Like, that was really fun. Webcam magic in the pand- pandemic was fantastic. And Commander was the way you played that. And I certainly had a lot of fun with it. But I think all of that aside, the, the format still just has some major, major fundamental flaws that just continue to come up time and time and time again. And it's happened once again. Yeah, I think I'm get, even I'm getting fucking whiplash from how I feel about the format. Because uh, <laughs> I, I talk about how much I enjoy Commander and then how much I hate it. And then I go on a tirade about how much I hate Commander and then post pics of, pictures of my deck. Um, but yeah, I like Commander I think is like, fundamentally flawed in a lot of ways. And I think yeah. some of those things are down to uh, the community, I think some of those things are down to Wizards of the Coast. Um, mostly Wizards of the Coast. Um, but I mean, where, where do you want to start? Because I've got lots to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've got, like, got lots to say. You just you just, you just, just get saying. I don't know, man. Let's start with the discourse. Because there's always fucking discourse. Sure. And that is the cringiest. So I, yeah, I haven't really seen any of the discourse. I've seen people replying to people that I have muted, but <laughs> I haven't really seen any of the discourse. <laughs> so if you want to want to fill me in on the goings on, I, I'm more than happy to throw my two cents in I mean, where appropriate. We could really truncate this podcast and just Jonathan's uh, magistrate bad. Yeah, I, so I, I saw people talking about Jonathan magistrate, and obviously the card the card is, I guess, on the face of it, quite taxing for commander given that your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands, so obviously that means you cannot cast a card from the command zone. Uh, this isn't really a, a problem in formats that don't utilise the command zone. And in, I guess, in 60-card constructed formats, like, Dranif Magistrate doesn't really see a lot of play, but it's a, it's a decent sideboard card against some strategies. Yeah, for sure. Typically, typically all those decks play ways to deal with the card. Like, it's a two-mana 1-3, like... Lightning Bolt is the most played card in modern. This gets brought in against you in modern. You know, chances are you're going to have a Lightning Bolt or a Fatal Push or just, just something in your deck that can deal with this Dranith Magistrate. It's just not an issue there. Well, yeah, the interesting thing about it is that Dranith Magistrate was clearly designed to deal with companions. Which, yeah. in hindsight, is very, very funny. 
Um, because it doesn't, it didn't yeah. deal with companions, obviously, because they had to be nerfed. And now it doesn't even work against companions because they changed how companions work. Um, yeah. But that card was designed, like, it was a very niche design for that, and then it has some applications in older formats, but doesn't particularly see that much play in older formats because of how niche it is and, like you said, how boltable it is. It's just very easy to remove, and I'm <laughs> I'm finding it equally funny that people in Commander are finding it difficult to deal with a two mana one three that doesn't have any kind of hexproof or ward or anything like that. Yeah, I think probably not even like necessarily just deal with companions. I think even Ikoric was like the set after Theros Beyond Death, so you've got all of like the graveyard stuff from Theros Beyond Death. Mm-hmm. That oh, it's a it's a it's an answer card for those. Typically, that's that's the kind of thing that we've seen pattern wise in standard tests. They'll they'll do a set that gets to play with a certain mechanic and then the next set will have an answer for that mechanic in there. Yeah, and sometimes... But something like Grand of Magistrate, it's it's just... It's a very sort of direct-to-the-point answer. Yeah, and sometimes those answers have been very late or very underpowered in that it didn't deal with Companions and definitely didn't deal with Uro, (laughs) which is... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, you have that... like I don't want to pass it which one it was designed for, but it... Killed companions and then splash damage on escape, right? Or the other way around. Yeah, it was designed yeah. to kill escape and then whatever. But it just doesn't because one those those cards either it didn't really matter and you could definitely win without casting your companion, or Euro just provided you enough value without having to escape it that it didn't matter anyway. And then you'd have to play white and yeah. it was an easy remove creature. But the whole thing was just basically people complaining about <laughs> Draneth Magistrate, which is which is strange to me because it seems like a very beatable card. It's a one three that dies to everything. It dies if you look at it. It's counterable. <laughs> it dies like <laughs> it dies to everything. I find that very strange. I'm wondering whether the problem is people don't play enough removal, which is a a topic that keeps being brought up more and more. Is that people don't play enough wraths or targeted removal or anything like that? And then when you play too many wraths and targeted removal, people complain about your control deck um, because you're playing Damnation and Wrath of God. Uh, but that was mainly the whole discourse: is that it, uh, it's a bad, a bad design for commander. And if we t- take out, you know, if we don't, we just ignore the fact that it's a very easy to beat card. <laughs> yeah, because people were calling it better than um, Darkside Extortionist and everything like that. People were saying that uh, the problem, in, the problem, in, yeah, exactly, the problem in the format isn't Darkside Extortionist; it's it's Dranith Magistrate. No, maybe not the problem, but if we should not be considering Darkside Extortionist a problem. It's less powerful than Dranath Magistrate, which is very funny because Dranath. Oh, is that is that how how like Besage you is less powerful than Castle Garenbrig? Yes, exactly. Like our discussion from last week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's very strange to me because because Darkside Extortionist is immediately powerful. If it doesn't get counterspelled, yeah. it's immediately powerful because it makes the treasure. And sure, you can do the whole like you know, team of saber tooth thing or like any ways to flicker it and bounce it and do all this stuff and recur it. And people are playing a bunch of artifacts and some enchantments that make, make you a load of treasure for a two, for two mana. It's a very good ritual that you can recur. But it immediately has value when, it, when it's cast. So if you, if you counter it, it therefore has no effect. The same is true of Dranath Magistrate. Yeah. But Dranath Magistrate has no impact when it comes into play. Assuming that you have done some level of deck construction that isn't just, haha, cards kill, go burr. Like, I don't... I don't understand how we're not beating a 1-3. But to, so we can if okay if we take like at face value and take it seriously that that people think the Dreadnought Magistrate is a problem for the format, that's a problem of Wizards' design, in that they are simultaneously thinking way too much about designing cards for Commander in standard sets, in supplementary sets, everything like that, and also yeah. not thinking about the impact of individual cards on the format. You look at stuff like Hole Breacher, 
which was designed for Commander and was just too good and had to get banned. And there's you know, a lot to be said for like the rules committee doesn't actually have any affiliation with WotC and like the whole Commander format is is handled independently of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, yeah. But those people talk. <laughs> those people feature on each other's podcasts and everything. Gavin Verhey's talking to the content creators about Commander all the time, so like they're in each other's pockets yeah. and they know each other. But it, it, simultaneously, they're designing cards like Dranith Magistrate, which is meant to be a good card for Standard, but was too good in Commander. Um, Hull Breacher, which was a good card for Legacy, specifically, which isn't really a big deal. What, what, not, I imagine, anything that they were considering while designing that card, but was bad for Commander. Yeah. And then you have cards like Omnath, which are very cool and fun Commander for fun for Commander, and were clearly designed for the format that were just way too good for Standard and other formats. Just- ruined standard yeah, like, absolutely ruined it <laughs> so you have this kind of weird there's no like hard and fast rule there are cards that are designed for commander that are too good for standard there are cards that are designed for standard that are too good for commander there are cards that are designed for commander that are too good for commander but f- are good for other formats and i don't really understand where we're going here rather than just randomly throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping that you get it right yeah because there have been so many cards like that and just in, this is what I mean, like with when we were talking about limited, like and how basically every set is at least a six out of ten, and that's incredible. Like if your batting average is a six yeah, out of yeah. ten, that's that's an incredible job, right, that you're doing. Um, but simultaneously, we're designing for this like the staple format, like Magic is Commander at this point, right? If you're playing Magic, you're probably playing so, Commander, yeah. like not you, obviously, but generally <laughs> the most played format, the introductory format is Commander. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. And we're not getting it right. <laughs> I, I, I do not understand how we got to this point. And you know, some of it is just like, I, I think most of it, and this is obviously going to be a rehash of conversations we've had before on the podcast, but I, I, I'm hoping that over 174 episodes, if you take like a snippet of what I've said over all of those episodes, it will create some kind of cogent argument. <laughs> rather than just I've had too much coffee today and I'm just going to babble um, <laughs> but a lot of it is that the commander is the introductory format and then that doesn't teach you anything about how to play magic it teaches you how to play commander right and commander is a very different yeah, beast yeah absolutely commander isn't yeah I... commander is a game like magic it's not like you're playing with the same cards you, you have the same vaguely the same rule set that there are obviously differences with <laughs> the command zone and 40 life and multiplayer game but it's it's a it's a different game system to to 60 card magic or to even 40 card magic in that it doesn't behave in the same way and you can't design things for the same thing you can't design things for both of them at the same time and expect success yeah they they both they both have completely different fundamentals in in terms of 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 how you play the the game really like we know 60 card magic is it you know, 1v1 is, is very very straightforward in in gameplays there are you know different different deck arch- there's a handful of deck archetypes and, and strategies and very sort of typical play patterns there's a massive massive card pool but not necessarily that many cards or interactions to learn about commander you have so many cards you have, you have access to the whole card pool you have completely different fundamentals when it comes to deck design, but then you also have the whole social aspect of the game and the whole sort of politics aspect of the game to play around. You, you play the game around the game rather than just write this 1v1 game. So yeah, they, they are fundamentally two very different games at the heart of it. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing for me, is that someone that learned to play Magic through generally 60-card Magic, even if it was casual kitchen table Magic... It's the entire point of that game is to beat the other person. 
that's it that's all you care about yeah. like th- that's the point of playing uh, <laughs> generally uh, 60 card magic is you are playing one other person and you must beat them or they must beat you and that's the whole point whereas commander has its own sort of weird wacky it's about having fun and rule zero exists which you know is a, f- a fine thing to exist but it just it doesn't teach you the fundamentals of magic and in terms of deck design in terms of putting cards in your deck and why you're putting them in there you don't really know why a card's in your deck other than oh it does a combo or it does a synergy or it works with my commander or it's fun <clears throat> and not to say that there's a bad reason to put cards in decks but when you're putting a Dranith Magistrate in your sideboard or perhaps in your main deck of your 60 card deck you're doing it for a specific purpose right that, that yeah. card is to beat another card like oh I can't beat the I'm trying to think of you know oh I can't beat the Snapcaster deck whatever right I can't I can't beat when they cast cards from their graveyard I can't beat when they do stuff you know um so I'm putting in a card to do that. I'm putting in Raftigger's Cage because I can't beat Dredge. I'm putting in um, the Rest in Peace because I can't beat Dredge. I'm putting in Stony Silence because I can't beat yeah. the Affinity deck. All of that kind of stuff. You're putting it in for a specific purpose. And like, that's a very base level um, of when to interact with, with with those kind of things. But Commander, it's not about that. It's just like, okay, this thing hoses Commander, so I guess I'm playing it. And that's... like, There's no... I don't really understand the thought process that goes into that because when you have these pre-constructed decks, they're just like... We got the vehicles one that just came out, right? Yeah. Which I bought because I'm an idiot, um, but it's very cool and it's basically Evangelion, the commander deck, even like the law behind the commander and the whatever. It's very cool. Um, there's just a bunch of vehicles and there's a source of power shares in there because removal's good, I guess. But like, you're not learning about what you should be killing with your removal. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not learning about why the source of power share is in your deck. It's just a removal spell, so you should play a removal spell. But what are you supposed to be targeting with that? What are you going to see when you have a removal spell in your hand? You don't know what to do. Yeah, with I, I think I think the fact I think the fact that like people are putting Dranith Magistrate in their deck specifically to deal with commanders just, just an incredibly wild concept to me because like surely like your deck shouldn't hinge on you being able to cast your commander and have your commander on board like you have 99 other cards in your deck that should be able to win you the game or deal with the Dranith Magistrate and if that's not happening then there's, there's something fundamentally gone wrong but shouldn't it? Do, do we not? Is that not the way that it's been marketed to us? Is that not the way that it's marketed to us both by Wizards of the Coast and by people like the Command Zone and Game Lights and all of the other commander content that's out there? Isn't it about like I am building a such and such deck Right? I'm building an Omnath yeah. Locus of Creation deck, and therefore it is his deck, and it is about him. So if I don't have access to my commander, then my deck doesn't work. Is that not the way we're taught to build commander decks, rather than like a, an, an interesting, like a, an interesting construction of a deck with like different card choices for different scenarios and everything like that? Like my Marin deck is a Marin deck, but it very much works without her. And if I never cast her in a game, I can still win the game. It also has cards that don't work with Marin, like Beast Within, because they're just good good cards to play. And I need to be able yeah. to beast within a rest in peace if someone plays it, <clears throat> or I need to be able to destroy someone's commander that's going to do me commander damage. I, it needs to be a versatile kind of thing. But you're putting a dragon straight in your deck because it hoses commanders, and that's basically the amount of thought that was that went into it. And that's you know that's not fair. yeah, I feel like like I feel like like fair enough if you if you play with, with a play group and there's there's you know, one or two players that have decks that utilize. You know, casting spells from the graveyard or casting spells from the library or something then yeah fair enough put it in, in your deck then but it seems to be the complaint is that Dranith Magistrate doesn't let you cast your commander therefore it should be banned which it's a strange it's strange. just just yeah it feels wild to me given you know given somebody who comes from that, that 60 card magic world who's like well it's two mana one three dies to everything 
Like, okay, okay it doesn't like a shock, but like literally anything else. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just, again, maybe it's because, because I come from that 60 card world, so what I know a, a deck should have threats, but it should also have answers. If that's not being taught in Commander, or, or if that's not, not the philosophy of how Commander should work, then, then, then I don't know. But to me, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think that like there there are two cruxes to my argument, and one is that the introducing people to magic via commander is horrendous, and I've said that many many times, but I I, I will yeah. vaguely vague, briefly gloss, gloss over it. It's a horrendous way to introduce people to magic, and I've forgotten my second point. <laughs> um, but the the problem with with introducing people through commander is that you don't learn how to build a deck. You learn how to put cards in a deck, and you should have thirty-six to thirty-eight lands, and you should have some removal. But you don't know why you're putting those things in your deck, so it's easy to cut those kinds of things. And that's not a good introduction to Magic: The Gathering as a game. It's a good, it's a good introduction to Commander as a game, but that's a hell of a, yeah. a hell of a leap from not knowing anything about Magic: The Gathering to playing a hundred-card format with this, basically the same badness as Vintage or, or Legacy, and playing with three other people and all of that kind of stuff it's just a hell of a jump from nothing to it's zero to a hundred in a matter of moments and literally a hundred because there's so many cards that are in a commander deck <laughs> and um you but you're not learning like the, the the about magic you see so many so many games of commander that aren't one through combat damage anymore people will play a lanor else on turn one and then only cast a two drop on turn two and then just won't attack with the land rails because that's not part of magic whereas like if you're playing a game of limited any any edge that you have is important it's why limited is such a yeah. good introduction to magic because you don't need cards to play <clears throat> you don't need it to be accessible because well i mean sure like draft is still cost money right like 10, 12 to 15 pounds to play a draft or like yeah, more yeah. for a sealed but that's like more, a more reasonable amount of money to spend in one go on a on an evening's entertainment yeah, it's like a like a trip to the cinema. Exactly right. It's it's a normal amount more other than like, please buy this thirty pound precon or this hundred pound card deck, um, and you you get like the whole point of limited is you, you play with what you have and it's about drafting and about deck construction and you should put this many creatures in your deck because you need to be able to win the game and then you should have this many removal spells because you need to interact with what your opponent's doing and the entire point of the game is to kill that person. Whereas Commander is the fun thing that we do over beers and pizza and it's kind of fun and you can do whatever you want but then if you win too fast then you're a bad person but if you don't win quick enough then you're a bad person because I don't want to play for that long. And it's just this confused complicated unwieldy format that we don't really understand. Um, that like the rules of you have to have a rule zero conversation which you know in terms of actually like playing a fun game of magic is a good thing but in terms of you need to have yeah, a conversation so. before you sit down and play a format that seems extremely weird to me. When you you know you yeah, yeah sit down at a draft and sure there can be you know power level discrepancies in terms of like player skill but everyone's trying to accomplish the same thing everyone's going to take some cards and build a deck with an objective and the objective is make opponents dead and you, then you play games whereas commander is I want to pull off my combo before you kill me but then I would like to win the game through this other combo that I would like to kill you with and you can't stop because if you stop me then I'll feel bad. But then, if I stop you, that's good because you were going to make me feel bad by killing me. I, like I, I don't really understand how you can introduce someone to a format. Like you can introduce oh, magic yeah. <laughs> by playing that. It's a different game system that's using similar pieces. It's it is the point. Like <laughs> earlier over Messenger, I was trying to find a good way to word it, like a good analogy to use, and I used. And I agree that this is a flawed analogy, but it's like you playing Street Fighter 
and learning the tactics of a competitive quote-unquote serious fighting game and then being invited over to your friend's house to play some smash brothers with some people who just casually play smash brothers because it's a fun party game and using the same tactics yeah, one that, I, yeah. As, as, a, as a former as a former competitive Street Fighter player, <laughs> I, I certainly certainly take issue with the argument, but I understand it. And my and my second one was World of Warcraft or any MMO really, where it's, it's yes. the the difference between end game and end game raids, where the entire objective is efficiency and to beat the raid, yeah. and just pissing about doing side quests. Both yeah. of the same game, yeah. but both are very, very different sets of skills, levels of enjoyment, levels of efficiency, levels of just like actively playing the game. I very much fall, fall into the latter camp in terms of like MMOs and most video games. I'd rather go off and do side quests that are fun and interesting and read about the stupid stories about this character that doesn't matter than do like the mechanically perfect raids and dungeons and all that kind of stuff. And that that's yeah, sixty card versus commander for me. In that, the, I mean, my feelings towards magic are like the opposite right i want to be doing the level raids i'm going to be playing technically perfect magic as best i can whether i win or lose i don't really care <clears throat> but i want to be playing the best magic i can i don't just want to be pissing about and worrying about hurting someone's feelings because i cast a, con- con- a consecrated sphinx you know yeah and i think that that's that's my general analogy and like they're very very different but they have to coexist at the same time yeah, definitely, and, and I mean, it, it's that whole that whole social as- aspect of it is. It, it's true for games of, of Commander that I've played. It's true for games of Commander that I've played with you as well. Like, I remember a, a game where I, like, on turn four, I had a Narset on the board and could cast a Wheel of Fortune, and you know, I, 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 you know, I had to say at that point, like, oh, I can cast a Wheel of Fortune, and you, know, you went well. It's only turn four. Like, do you mind not doing that? And I say, oh yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Like, I won't do that. I'll do something else, which feels like incredibly wrong when you come from like the sixty card magic world. But in terms of, of you know the social game that is Commander, then I, I think that was a total total fair judgment. Something that that has to be done. Yeah, and I think that's weird. I asked you to yeah. do that. Oh, I, incredibly, I was, incredibly weird. I think there was an, another game where you um, someone's end step flashed in a pestamite and then showed a splinter twin. And we we yeah. again asked you, please don't do that. Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. the thing is like because I didn't want to, the game to be over because I was developing it. That's that's another part of it as well. Is like the, the like I feel the enjoyment of Commander is selfish. In that I would like you to not do your thing that you think is fun, so I can do my thing that I think yeah. is fun. Because if you just kill me with this Pestamite Splinter Twin right now. I don't get to ramp up to my Avenger of Zendikar and sack all the tokens and make life last. Yeah, whatever. which it, it, in principle is the same same thing as sixty card magic. Like, I you know I'm going to stop you from doing your thing because I want to do my thing, and you're going to stop me from doing my thing because you want to do your thing. In principle, it's it's the same thing, but it feels completely different in Commander yeah. because of the way you go about it. Yeah, because it's social. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be wacky. It's meant to be weird. Yeah, um, it's not meant to be cutthroat you win or i win and that's it and that's what we do yeah. which is which is the nature of six card magic it's just you know i can't play a game of bond and be like oh could you not kill me right now because i was about to do it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. ridiculous that's, that's a, like a thing that that's why we're here whereas commander the reason you're here is to have fun and socialize but also we're going to complain about these cards that are too good and like cards that shouldn't be played and cards that should be played and we should ban john magistrate and i find it i find it very very strange 
that's yeah. the format that we're supposed to introduce people where you you don't do things that are c- correct you do things that are make your friends happy but but not too happy because then you get sad yes it's a weirdly emotional format it's very strange it yeah it is emotional it is which I, I guess yeah, i guess yeah <laughs> did you did you like my joke that was yeah that was pretty good it's pretty Thank good so um yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why there's like so much volatile discourse around the format is because it is it's a format where people are incredibly invested emotionally in in their decks, in their games, in their their opinions on cards. I feel like you don't quite get that so much in sixty card magic. Man, you, you like there might be like the the worst you'll get is like there'll be there'll be a problematic card that people either love or hate. And it'll just be like a single card until it's either banned or not, and we've moved on to the next card. Yeah, I personally. Whereas I feel like there's so many cards that constantly just go around in circles and see all sorts of takes on on when it comes to commander. Yeah, I feel like that's worse. Yeah. I don't know, like sure, like you can get salty a game of six card magic. You can get salty because you lost a game of modern, and you don't feel like you should have lost that, and that's a stupid way to think as well. Getting salty, getting tilted, feeling your feelings is perfectly reasonable, and I think you should use that to be a better magic player if that's what you want. But generally, just getting sad because you lost a game and being mad at your opponent because you didn't win is weird. Um, but yeah, then, I think but so. You compare that to like someone casts a cyclonic rift and you genuinely feel bad. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's very strange that there's there is this like emotional attachment to. I'm, I'm so pleased with that. We can, that's the episode title. Yeah, emotional dragon highlander. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, so there's this aspect of it of like the people who are playing the game aren't being taught to play Magic; they're being taught to play Commander, and I think that's very weird. And I think it's, I don't know, but, but then again, it works, right? I can't sit here and say this is incorrect. This is the way that you should play Magic because people come into the store it, and buy yeah. a Commander deck, and then two weeks later they come back yeah. and buy singles, and like it clearly works. So. Quarter on quarter, Wizards of the Coast have have the most profitable quarter ever, mm-hmm. and it's it it works. It absolutely does work, and yeah, because again, maybe maybe it is because it it has that emotional element. People get invested. People have reasons to care about cards, about about decks. People have people have strong opinions and reasons to have those opinions. Whereas, in you you look at a format like modern, and it's like, is this card good? Yes or no? It it's you don't have those like very rarely do you have like a like oh I'm going to play this I know it's it's not the best card but this is my pet card so I'm going to play this or or this card I think this card is good I think this card is bad it's just a lot of data driven factually this card is is the best card in the format or this card does not stand a chance in the format whereas it's it's so wide open and there's so many so I guess so much room for so many different power levels and stuff in Commander that you you, you don't really have that strict like yes this card is good this card is bad oh, man. It allows far more more room for people to get invested. You really haven't worked in an LGS for a long time, have you? Yeah, but, <laughs> I have not. No, <laughs> I understand. I, I I agree with your point. Like that's you know a distinction between the attitudes towards six card magic and Commander. But God, that's not true. <laughs> God, that isn't true. People just say <laughs> people just are saying shit. They're just saying stuff. And I, yeah, I guess that's why I mute so many people on Twitter. Yeah, they just they'll just say things uh, like you know about Ragavan, but also about this new card that's going to break everything, and how March of Reckless Joy is really going to burn because it's like a light of the stage that you can pitch cards to. 
they, I mean, they haven't thought about why the fuck they would ever be pitching red cards in their burn deck because you can have red cards in hand if you yeah. cast them. But you know, people just say stuff, and I mean, commander is the worst offender for sure. Um, but then it's 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 less important for commander, right? Because it is just meant to be the fun, stupid format. I feel like, I feel very. I feel even weirder just getting this serious about the fun, stupid, casual format where people are supposed to do whatever they want. But I think it's it's a fundamental yeah. flaw in the way that the format is designed or the way the format is designed for. And I think that's the, that's my next point is that wizards keep designing these cards that are not good for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just have to deal with them and we have to have the rule zero conversation. Oh, could you please not... Because, you know, before it was like, could you please not play your stacks deck? And like that's pretty reasonable because playing against stacks is, stacks is pretty miserable if you're just trying to have a fun game. I don't yeah. want to play against Winter Orb, please. <laughs> it's not a good time. But now it's like, oh, could you not play Cyclonic Rift? Could you not play a Smothering Tithe? Could you not play this? Could you not play that? And I find that strange as well, that we're having to decide as a community for ourselves what this format is and what it should be and how we should feel about certain cards and certain strategies and whether we should play things. Which isn't. Which what isn't you're saying is, is that I'm allowed to play Shahara's out of my deck. Do what you want. I don't care. That's another point. <laughs> is I don't really care that much about what people actually do. I just. I think on a yeah. fundamental level, like the format is very strange. And like, I, like I was saying, you have Wizards of the Coast designing Omnath, which is clearly meant to be a commander card that just breaks standard in half. Yeah. You have them designing Holebreacher, which breaks commander in half, despite the fact that they designed the card for it. And you have all these products and all these cards that are constantly being added to the format, and cards getting pushed out and you can build an entire good commander deck from cards that were printed in the last year um, and I find that troublesome as well, you can't design simultaneously for commander and for 60 card magic because they're different games they're, they're, uh, it's you can't design everything for everyone all the time and I think that's that, yeah. that is, even if we excuse how we personally feel about the Dranith magistrate discourse and about how silly the specific point that that card is too good is that's what you get, you get these cards that are just people don't like playing against and, and the wizards have not really thought about the impact of them yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you have cards like Ragavan that people don't like, it's, it's, it's sure it's a powerful card that is the best card in the format or whatever and that's that's a quantifiable thing that this card is seeing this much play and it is the card right yeah, maybe as a saga is too good. Maybe this is too good. Maybe that's too good. Maybe Loris is too good, and you have that quantifiable thing. It's like I feel like Dranith Magistrate is a problem, and I just yeah. I can't I can't get my head around that. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my my problem. Yeah, that that's what I mean. That was that was my point before. It's it's you, you have a look at your sixty card constructed deck, and you have all of this data to say, well, this card might be a problem because of it. It's it it's seeing X amount of play and X amount of decks, high conversion rates. And then, yeah, you get your commander, and it's like, oh, I feel this is too good, I feel this is too oppressive, I feel this card is, is, is broken, I feel like I don't want to play against this, we should ban this in the playgroup. And that, that's why I think, you know, partially why commander is so popular and works so well is because you have you have so many room, you have so much room for opinion-driven data that you, you just don't necessarily have in, in your 60-card um, construct formats. I think there's a lot more room for emotional investment in Commander. And isn't that bizarre? Isn't that yeah. just so weird that because with with City Card Magic, the reason that people don't really have opinions and it's data driven is because there are people that are putting in the work to find the data. The people that yeah. are treating it like a Rubik's cube, who are like trying to find the tiny edges and efficiency, and are, are 
you know, putting in hours and hours of work every week to, to find what is the correct choice. Whereas with Commander, it's just you play a couple games every week, and if you draw the card, then you can vaguely form an opinion about how you feel about it in, in conjunction with these other yeah, cards. Yeah. It's so difficult to decide what's good and what's bad and what's too good and what's too bad because you don't have that the ability to harvest that kind of data. We can look at EDH Rec and see how much cards are being played, but are they being played? Are they being interacted with? Are they being counterspelled? We don't know. We just know that a lot of people are putting yeah. plow shares in their deck. We we don't know we don't know what those what those pods look like that those decks are being played in. Whereas in your sixty card magic you know, formats, we usually we usually see you know, what else is is in that tournament. We know what, what a field is like. We have no idea what a pod's like. Yeah, exactly. And you can play test certain matchups over and over and over again and think, oh, maybe I should cut the third source to plowshares and bring in this card from my sideboard yeah. in this matchup because. It, Generally, it will maximise my win percentages in this this situation. And this cyborg card isn't actually performing as well against this deck as I thought it would. So maybe I'll cut it, and maybe I'll do that. And like it's like these tiny changes, right? Like you change three cards in your seventy five, and when you bring them in and when you cast them. Whereas command is just a fucking free for all. Like we don't we can't quantify any of this, other than I feel bad when someone casts a smothering tide on turn four. Yeah. which isn't particularly useful data and it's useful in terms of like having a fun play experience and I understand that but coming at it from like a making the format good is very difficult especially when every standard set every standard release has two commander decks coming alongside it <laughs> it's so strange yeah. why are we doing that because you just you can't get a handle on the format because the format seems to be doing well and everyone seems to be enjoying commander and then Holbridge gets added and you have to evaluate the whole thing again and then someone somewhere has to make a call and that person gets death threats because people are children and think that's the way that we interact with people on the internet these days <laughs> you didn't you won't let me play with my favorite piece of colorful cardboard anymore so i think you should be killed yeah that's wild as well these are like, the people we have yeah. to have conversations <laughs> you, you with. never you never see like you never see death threats in like constru- in like 60 card magic like I'm ever sure you, like, I'm sure you do the, but not, not to the specific extent. I, I can't imagine. But yeah, but not like like a a a non insignificant amount of people sending death threats to yeah, sure. whoever controls the bat like the ban list. Yeah, like for sure. or like the most ridiculous thing we ever saw was that that one guy who took a sign to Watty headquarters saying ban Sensei's Divine and Top and Legacy. Like and, they, and even that was funny. That was a laugh. That was clearly like, you know, tongue in cheek. They, they fucking listened to that. That wasn't guy. like That guy got his Yeah, way. they did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it works. Clearly, that works. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, like, these are the people we have to have conversations with as well, and these are the people that are vocal, and the people that are posting on Reddit, <laughs> and yeah, these are these are people that are part of the conversation, rather than just yeah, I, you know, yeah, I think hmm. I don't know. Just interesting side side note. So while you you're talking about designing cards for Commander and stuff, I think one card that that really got me. Or I guess cards that sort of incidentally break commander. Uh, one card that I see in conversation all the time, and is something that so that conversation got me thinking of. There is, is Sass's Oracle. So I figured I'll have a quick look at the the M Files article just to see what they said about Thassa's Oracle. And they didn't. There is not a single, <laughs> not a single entry for for Thassa's Oracle in the the design notes M Files. There's one for Shimmerwing Camera, but not Thassa's Oracle. Amazing. Like. Yeah. So they just fucking put some text on a card and put it to print. 
yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I would love to. I'd love to have a conversation with someone who was in the room when Thassa's Oracle was designed, just to sort of get their, I guess, get their take on like what the, what what the reason behind that design was. Yeah. Because that, because that's a card. I think I see a lot of conversations about in terms of commander, like constantly. Uh, and it's a card that has, you know, can cause form, cause problems in in sixty card magic as well potentially. Yeah, I mean that's you know, irreparably changed the face of legacy. That, yeah, that is yeah. the card that makes the one of the best decks in the format the best deck. Um, yeah, potentially potentially killed pioneer forever. Yeah, like I mean, who, yeah. who, who is that designed for? What is that designed for? Is that just a cool design? Yeah. And we can't just have cool designs now. That's the problem. We can't go back to. I don't know invasion or Arabian Nights, where we just design cards that were cool, and that's it. We, th- there are so many different moving pieces that have to go into why you design a card and where it's going to be legal, and where yeah. it's going to exist, and where people are going to use it, and how we're going to feel about it. That I, I imagine that their the job is unenviable in terms of designing cards. Because oh, really yeah. great design, there's a terrible design that ruins everything. Companions. I mean, yeah. cause the companions exist because of Commander. Except Luttry. You remember that 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 one lack of bad commander, which is very. I mean, I, I yeah, before it was released. Yeah. Like. I mean, I, I understand that. That makes sense. But yeah. then, then again, that's another thing. Like, these are meant to be commander style cards that were meant to like casual commander players. So like, that Luttry is one of those designs, and it got immediately banned because it's far too good to have a dual custom age in your command zone all the time, with absolutely yeah. no downside or drawback. Uh, but apparently not not if someone plays Dranith Magistrate then you can't play it yeah, if, it's not yeah literally it's fine because you can you, you can't cast it when play Dranith Magistrate yeah, you can't yeah. cast it when Dranith Magistrate is played <laughs> have they considered that take? yeah, yeah there's there's the there's the hot take for you like, right, Dranith Magistrate is, is yeah it's fine because if it, if it wasn't a card then everyone would get wrecked by Luffy there we go uh, I hate that I care so much about this the yeah, because companions exist because of Commander, right? That was literally part of like when they got spoiled, is what the designers were saying, is that Commander is popular, so why don't we make all magic like Commander? And yeah. then it was broken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was ruined irreparably. Yeah, I mean, you can't... <laughs> yeah, we could... Had to ban a card in Vintage, properly we ban it. do actual nerfing and errata for the first time. Yeah. On physical yeah. cards that exist in the real world, um, but that's that's why those cards exist, and they were bad and wrong, and the design was too good and silly. Like, I don't know. We we had this conversation when we saw Lurus when we were talking about Lurus for the first time. Who saw that card and didn't think about Black Lotus? You know, yeah, like, yeah. why why are we doing that? I and again, it's very very hard to think about all of these spinning plates when. You're designing cards. We can't think about commander and vintage and legacy and modern and, and limited and da, 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 everything. And yeah, yeah, and obviously as you go back, the the least it matters. Like you know, the the, the black lotus Lurus interaction doesn't matter in terms of I'm did I'm designing a card for standard. If it is too good for vintage, that's fine. We'll restrict it. It's probably not a problem. We can deal with that when when we get to it. So I I think that's fine. I think like like the the interaction was obvious, but I just don't think it mattered, and I still. Still, don't really think it matters that much no, in terms of of what the goals of Wizards of the Coast are at all. Like they can they can print another you know 
Loris any any day of the week and print another Loris, but they can never print another Black Lotus again, so what does it matter to them? Yeah, and we just have all these spinning plates that you that, that yeah. do have to be considered, and you're hurting one to do the other. I mean, like, if you want to do... I, I, what I don't understand is why we're still getting commander designs in standard sets, like in standard draft and set boosters that... Well, not yeah. set boosters because they have the exclusive commander cards you can only get in set boosters, which is another thing I fucking hate. But we're designing like Omnaths and whatever, and we're putting a thousand legendary creatures in every set to appeal to commander, but we're also doing commander legends and we're doing commander decks with every set and also a yearly commander release. We're doing all of these things at the same time, and I don't understand why all those things need to exist together. Like, why can't standard just be standard? Because the, the joy of Commander for me was like, oh, this card that was meant to be good for standard is actually good in Commander and can have some applications there. That was the fun. Yeah. Now it's just spoon-feeding. Play the Smothering Tithe, you idiot. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. And again, that's me personally, and I'm sure a bunch of people love that. But that's... that's Yeah, even then, I feel like Smothering Tide was... was was one of those ones where, yeah, this card isn't good in Standard, but I can play it in Commander. It just it happened to be very good in Commander, probably a bit too good and a bit of a mistake, but, yeah. But why do we need to know. do that and have Commander decks with every set? Why do we need to have those cards? Yeah, yeah, which which I guess we didn't. We didn't when... Yeah, when Swimming Tide came out. Ravnica... Uh, Allegiance. Yeah, Ravnica Allegiance came out. Yeah, but we do now. We... And I guess that changed <laughs> that changed only two sets later, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but we're not moving... We're not. We're not turning the dials anyway we're just more and more and more and more and more and yeah. commander is the commander is magic commander is the way yeah. you play magic is the way you get introduced to magic it's the thing that you care about it's what drives prices it's what drives sales it's everything commander is everything so we're just pumping out more and more and more and you know capitalism bad at the end of the day that's what's spurring a lot of this is that hasbro is using wizards of the coast as a money printing machine which is bad but also I want the business that makes the game I like to make money, but that's the problem, and yeah. so we're not caring about these impacts and these things because we'll just solve it, and people will buy gems on Arena, and people will buy collector boosters, we think. Because <laughs> you don't have to care about these things if people will just buy your products anyway, without thinking about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Or am I completely mad? No, I I, I, I think I, I, I agree with you to, to a certain extent, definitely. I, I feel like... It's been quite obvious for for some time now that the integrity of the game. I don't know. I feel like such a dickhead for saying like phrases like that, but like the integrity of the game is compromised by Hasbro chasing profits. I think it's something that that's has been provable for for a while now, mm-hmm. and I, that sucks. But that's just the way it is, and because of the world, like it's just. It's the world we live in. Like we can't do anything to change that, so I think we just have to kind of accept that. Yeah, I have. It doesn't mean I have to like yeah, it. No. It doesn't mean I have to like it or agree with it. But I think we just have to accept that. And, and yeah, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, you know, I liked I, I liked and bought the Stranger Things secret layer, but I think every other secret secret layer with a different IP is stupid. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but that's my own personal <laughs> feeling towards it, and I can't really let that cloud my judgment objectively of. of of the game but like objectively with the game it's being just made for profit and that's what it is and you said yeah, yeah it's, it's it's you can't say that with like, like no matter how much i love yeah no matter how much i love modern horizon sets like i think they are the best sets they make like by a country mile uh, they you know unarguably force a rotation of, of modern and therefore you you have to buy those cards you have to buy that product buy that product it's it's again it's more growth of profit there 
But I still love those sets. I still want them to make those sets. I still want to buy those cards. Like yeah, I still want them to release my favorite cards know. with a retro border, so I buy them again. Oh, tell you exactly. Yeah. I, I understand that. Um, but this thing that you sound like an asshole for saying that for sh- for sure we all do. Like, oh, it's just making money. They're just trying to steal your money. Like, of course they fucking are. They're a business who is owned by <laughs> one of the biggest, well, the biggest toy reseller in the world. Um, but also we're in like the top 0.0001% of engaged magic players, right? My yeah. entire life is Magic the Gathering, unfortunately. Um, so I, it's provable. <laughs> and I see it every day. With, with When I play Magic, when I see new spoilers, when I talk about spoilers with other people, when I talk about Magic cards, when I, when I sit down and play against a card in Commander or, in, or a different format, when I talk to customers, when I see online orders that people make with my store and what they're buying... It's provable that they're just fucking printing dollar bills. Of course they are, and I think that does is a detriment to the game. Yeah, but it isn't a detriment to a lot of people's enjoyment of the game, and certainly isn't a detriment to their bottom line. So who cares? Who actually cares? Yeah, it's that's, us, that's us it, weirdos like... who are recording a podcast <laughs> and v- vaguely getting words out about how they feel about it, and that's it. But those are the people that care about that, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, we're still gonna we're still gonna buy the cards. We're still gonna engage. We're still gonna play. We're still gonna find find our own joys. You know, even if that is like we said at the start, retiring and building a, building a cube. Like there are st- we'll still find ways to engage and and find our own fun and magic, which it might not be the way it used to be, but the fun is definitely still there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just spent fifty minutes talking about you know verbal diarrhea about how much I dislike Commander and I don't want to play the format. Last week I paid thirty pounds for a borderless foil Junji for my commander deck. Like it doesn't, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm a fucking hypocrite, and I don't. But my point still stands that I think these things are bad. Yeah. For the game as a whole, I have to be able to play it. And Jonathan Magistrate, fucking path to exile. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I think that that's the the big lesson to take away from this is is like, if you're struggling with a card like Jonathan Magistrate, Magistrate. Have those conversations with, with your group. Like, tell your player group that you're struggling with this card. Work it out together. Work out like, okay, should we all be playing more removal? Should we all play be playing more drafts? You whoever's playing the draft magistrate that is causing you so many problems, ask them. Or like, why why are you playing that? Do you mind not playing it, or are you playing it because there's somebody who has like graveyard strategies? Do you want to stop that? I don't know. Just, 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 just talk to people. Talk to people in a way that is, I don't know. Just makes sense. That is engaging. You can discuss things. You can pro- properly share your opinions instead of just like, I don't know, attacking people and dunking on people because they want to play a two mana one three in a commander deck. Just play lightning bolt. If you're playing red, play lightning bolt in your commander deck and save that for the mana. Str- I, I don't know. I just it, it, the whole the whole thing just it's still like feels wild to me that there are people that are complaining about a two mana one three because it deals with one card out of 100 in their deck that is a lot there's a lot of cards if there are not you know if there's not one out of the other 99 cards in your deck then you're doing something wrong and maybe you just need to learn more about the fundamentals of magic but you can't because you're playing commander and how are you supposed to learn the fundamentals of commander where you're playing a hundred card format with four other people and all the cards ever printed in the entire game. How do we do that? How do you learn? 
because you only get you only get That's to play right. for four hours a week or whatever. Yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to learn about those things? Man, I'm really just shitting on individual. Play more roughs. There we go. I'm just, I'm just play more. I'm just sound like I'm angry at fucking people who are playing the game. I don't care about people <laughs> who play the game. Have fun, do what you want. I just find the discourse because there's always a fucking discourse and people always have to have a take and a and dunk on people. And I love doing that, but people always have to. There, that's always the thing. It's it's never like, hmm, I feel this. It's always I want to be part of the conversation. It doesn't matter. If you can't beat Dynasty Magistrate, I don't know how you're playing Magic the Gathering. Is my actual yeah. point. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. you're playing <laughs> Magic the Gathering if you can't beat a two mana one three that doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. What does it do? <laughs> Joe, what does it do? What does it actually do? Uh, it can block Ragavan pretty nicely. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I just don't understand how we're not beating that card in 2022. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. And, you know, no, I agree. I, again, if I, every episode of this podcast, I have to qualify that I'm not trying to be an asshole while sounding like an asshole, which makes me sound more like an asshole. But, just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you can't beat that card, you're just not very good at magic. Yeah, I, I, I think my t- I think my take coming out of this is 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 that um, actually Luttry can be unbanned because Dronif Magistrate exists. I think that's my take coming out of this now, definitely. Yeah, that's fine. It's all about the discourse, right? I'm sure that'll that'll get some people excited. Everyone's gonna have a take. Yeah, you've got to have an opinion, and it's best if that opinion isn't based on facts and data or even experience. It's just <laughs> based on how funny it is to make a tweet. That's what I live yeah. my life. Don't know about you. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Come, let us know your feelings on on Commander, on Dranath Magistrate, on the whole thing. It's uh, it's certainly an interesting topic. Come find us on social media on Twitter. We are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in the episode, would like to give Mac a name monetary value, you can get us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 25 cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by Manalik.com, where you can use the promo code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order, including Dranith Magistrates, probably. I don't know, buy nice. them all out or something, make a spec. I'm sure it's great financial <laughs> advice. If you want to follow me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf. It's Oaf of NF. Facebook, Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. We're going to be playing Vintage Cube, making some 2020 indestructibles. It's, it's a fun time. Come check it out. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Gene Sneeler. Nice. Um, I was right about Basagi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns oh, out. Absolutely. To the surprise of everyone. That card has actually, since we recorded the episode, got more expensive. It's a good card. It's only rare in a booster pack, better than, better than Ragavan. It's fucking rare. Better than Ragavan. Better than Ragavan. fucking Dranith Magistrate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I look true, forward to true. the ban Besager in Commander Discourse coming next week. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, that's all we have time for. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. So see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.